Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. He's probably wrapping gifts for the person running the boards, Joey D's. Hey, that's me. I get gifts. Uh, probably. I don't know. I'm not your dad. Oh. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm not your dad. Rev, you're not getting me a gift? I, 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 uh, well, now that's awkward, but uh, on today's <gasps> show... What about the gift of happiness? Okay, yeah, that'll or work. Or the gift of watching a movie I want you to watch. There oh. you go, that's even better. Okay. All right. No, uh, but on today's show, we will be talking about the Netflix video game cartoon series, or well, animated, not really cartoon, Arcane. Mm. I will also talk about what's going down in Fallout 76. There's a new season. We will talk about the fact that we have uh, Charlie Cox. He might be Daredevil again. And uh, some great Shang-Chi news. And even more on that one. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or just search BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Yeah. Lots of ways to uh, check us all out. And if you don't know how to spell Odyssey, it's fine. It's a, a little bit of a different spelling. A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's Odyssey. You can find that app. And, I mean, like right now is a perfect time for Christmas music. They've got Christmas music in there. Lots of different stations. Even one that's a little more explicit. So uh, if you are a an adult and you want to uh, check out that one, you can go to Hail Santa. Oh. Instead, of, instead of Satan, you know, because it's, it's spelled about the same right there. Thanks, Satan. Hail Santa. <laughs> now, this is, now, Joe, I don't know, uh, I know that you uh, have been in the past a big fan of Dota 2. Um, yes. And along those same lines was um, Riot's League of Legends. Yes. I don't know how much you've played of League of Legends. Very little. And I, I played a little bit of it. Um, I was terrible at it, so I never really wanted to put the time in for it. So I didn't end up playing it. And when I saw that this TV series called Arcane was based in the League of Legends world, and it's available on Netflix, I wasn't generally too interested in it. Uh, I've got a lot of friends in the video game industry who have been just touting how, how awesome it is and how great it looks. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a chance. Uh, I watched the first three episodes, and I have to say I was absolutely blown away. Wow. I, I got to get back into it because I kind of had to take a breather after these first three episodes because it revolves around... Um, uh, escalating unrest between an advanced utopia city of Piltover and the squalid, repressed undercity of Zaun. And it revolves around sisters um, Vi and Jinx, uh, whom they call Powder at this point, and about just how they find themselves uh, uh, in this war and setting it up. And so as, at the first three episodes, I really feel you should watch all of those back-to-back. Almost movie style. Got it. Because it shows a beautiful world that is 100% steampunk. It's like, it's the science world, and it's always that balance between science and magic that is a real basis in like high fantasy steampunk stuff. And so it's a clockwork world. Like, anything, if you love steampunk as much as I do, you should just be in just for the aesthetic on that. And it's kind of going back and forth between all of these different characters who are discovering um, a way to create magic by using science. So, and the fighting over that, because it's one of those things where it's like, this is something you never do, because once those people get magic involved into it, and they can just create magic and not just be uh, innately able to do so, 
that's when the problems cause. Because then the people who want power, well, they're going to be using that to get that power. So you're following these four kids as they are um, going through into Piltover, and they're from the the squalid, you know, down, you know, the the underground basically, and they pull off a little bit of a heist. That sets forth all of these things into motion that really start causing this um, this the, this conflict to to come between these two different areas, and so watching it, it is it's definitely for adults. Uh, it's brutal. Um, there is some language involved with it, but it's also just beautiful. Like everything about it, the animation's solid. If you're okay with something like a uh, uh, like a Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels, the animation is is familiar to that, reminiscent of that, but it's also done just way, way, way better. Is this in English then as well? Yes. Got 100% it. in English. On uh, it's And it's available on Netflix. It was produced by a French animation studio, Fortiche, mm. uh, but it was under the supervision of Riot Games. And so it's kind of set in the past relative to the League of Legends universe. So it's kind of like a prequel to the game and an origin of the series. So, And it's also, like I said, it's aimed at a 16 plus audience. Oh wow. And most of the critics really do love the the world building, the voice acting. The voice acting is fantastic. Like and the writing is just so well done at the end of the third episode. There was a lot of heartstring tugging stuff and kind of like wow, they they're not pulling punches with this and it's it's good, and I, I'm very excited to uh, finish out this series uh, while we're on holiday break. Nice. I can't wait to hear your review. I don't think I'll probably get to it till after we get back. Yeah. Because, I mean, just There's we so have much a million stuff, stuff going stuff, on. Yeah. yeah, right? But, yeah, so really, really excited for that. Um, keeping in the video game aspect of things, um, Fallout 76 did just drop back on December 8th. I know that uh, on Friday we talked about Halo because that was the big one. Fallout did an update called Night of the Mothman, and mm. they have really kind of sunken their, their their teeth or their claws, however which way you want to put it, into the Appalachian mythos of the Mothman. And they're added uh, a new quest to involve cultists that are coming into Appalachia now in the Fallout universe who are trying to either, I don't know if they're necessarily trying to summon a Mothman or, because you'll see them every once in a while in the background and sometimes you'll fight some of them because they're just, it's like it's like what we have here with Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Ah, So okay. he's kind of like one of those sort of kind of creepy beings. Um, but yeah, so they've added uh, basically every hour there's a new quest that hops down. They added a whole new Season 7 scoreboard, much like the battle passes for many other places. But you don't have to. It's not like the same battle pass that you would have in terms of uh, like an Apex or like Modern Warfare, or not Modern Warfare, but uh, a Call of Duty, where you have to spend extra money to get like the extra rewards. You have a little bit of that, but you really don't have to do that. You can just get a lot of the rewards by just playing through it. And it's set up like all of them that have been for the seasons in uh, like a game board style. So oh, you, nice. you do like daily activities or you do some sort of things, you get some points, and then you can go redeem rewards. It's like every one of those. You get new stuff that's almost all just cosmetic. So you don't necessarily have to worry about that. Even though with this one, the first thing you do get is a pretty cool little gamma blaster that looks like an alien zappy ray. So that's kind of cool. And it does have some really cool abilities. So if you are a newer player and maybe you don't have a really cool weapon, it's a good way to go about that. They've done a ton of quality of life improvements, including the fact that one of the big problems with Fallout is like when you're getting into almost like a raid type situation or you're doing one of the events, 
there's just bodies strewn everywhere and you have to go and try to find each one and click through and try to find all of the loot for them which can get difficult if you've got someone like me who has the perk bloody mess which when you kill something there's a very high chance that the corpse will just explode ah yes which of means the parts go everywhere so now you're hunting for like a leg or an arm of something that you may never ever find. Now they've added basically loot sharing, which just lets you click on one corpse and it'll get you kind of a radius of around the area of all the things around there that you can loot. It's a, that's amazing. That sounds like, like a great quality of life improvement. It is a huge quality of life improvement. They've done a ton of things with this and even more so you can go check out if you just look up on like Reddit the Fallout community the Fallout 76 community has a whole list of it but they fixed a lot of the public events they fixed a lot of the bugs as you like will do and i mean it's Bethesda a lot of the times it's Fallout you know with Fallout and Skyrim sometimes there's buggy stuff they've addressed a lot of that so if you maybe didn't want to play it because when it first came out gosh i think like 3 years ago now oof um it was really rough and they have really put a lot of um, effort into making this a really solid game. And yes, it is online only, and you do need an Xbox Game Pass um, or the viable thing in order to get online in order to play it through your console. And if you use Steam, you can do that as well. But it's worthwhile. You don't have to put extra money in, but they do have the Atom Shop, which lets you get uh, some bonuses. And even they do have a monthly subscription service to do some extra perk things. But you don't have to do that. You can just buy the base game, go on there and play as long as you have the service and you're pretty good to go on that one. And still definitely worthwhile for that. Moving on from that, there were a couple of large announcements that happened in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The first one was that we will be confirmed with a Shang-Chi sequel. Now, when is it going to happen? I don't know. We still have to deal with with, uh, No Way Home and... Quantumania and uh, the <laughs> Multiverse of Madness and all these other things that are going on, but there will be a Shang-Chi sequel. The other thing that was the biggest news, I think, at this point in time was that Kevin Feige confirmed that, quote-unquote, if there was going to be a new Daredevil in any series that wraps around into the MCU... Because even though they referenced a lot of the MCU movies, the Netflix shows aren't technically... Part of the MCU universe. Yeah, it's part of the, uh, I don't know what, like the Netflix universe or something like that? Part of the Netflix multiverse, aside multiverse, I don't know. Sure, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But Kevin Feige has confirmed that if Daredevil does come around, it will 100% be Charlie Cox. Oh, yeah. I woke up, my buddy sent me that message, and I woke up screaming like, yeah, and so that was really exciting, especially if, you, uh, if you've if you been watching Hawkeye, which we will be mentioning on to, uh, on Wednesday's episode. We'll be talking about uh, the latest one that came out of that and uh, discussing the things that have been going on. Lots of rumors going around about certain other characters. Well, this was a rumor that came out not this last episode, but the episode before it. Yes, you're right. Absolutely. Or, yes, before when we were introduced with Echo. Yeah. She has an uncle. Mm-hmm. Who obviously is a part of the bad, you know, team, if you will. Yeah. Like, the track may, suits work for him. And it may be our new Mephesto. We Might don't be know. Mephesto. Who knows? <laughs> but for those, like, not a spoiler fan theory, a big fan theory that's yeah. been around. Everyone thinks it's Kingpin. Everybody. And it doesn't help that Vincent D'Onofrio did some tweeting. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, like, (laughs) having Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin, possibly, Mm. we don't know for sure yet. So, when the whole, like, news that Kevin Feige confirmed it would be Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio was like, I'm so happy for Charlie Cox. He really deserves this. He's a great actor, wonderful guy. He puts so much into playing Daredevil in such a unique way. Love this news. Hashtag no fear, no greed, no envy. Uh, And then he's like, oh, don't forget about Deborah Ann Wolf, the depth she brought to the character of Karen Page in American Marvel uh, hero and everyone else is like, <clears throat> okay, uncle. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, the man from Uncle. Like all the jokes, <laughs> all the uncle jokes. <laughs> knock knock. Someone text. Who's uh, there? <laughs> Me and Spider Man Three, bitches. <laughs> 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 now I also found an article that I mean, uh, from WeGotThisCovered.com that was talking about. And they're they're uh, kind of is she reliable? Well, and and yeah, this isn't about anything in terms of um, rumors or anything. This is just the five Marvel characters that they say that they uh, feel to deserve another shot oh. at the MCU. So yeah, this isn't like rumors or anything. Probably <laughs> because the first one, and I think it's going to go along these same lines, is. Jessica Jones. Yes. Last appearance was in 2019, and they say that she is by far the darkest and grittiest of the MCU properties in terms of Jessica Jones the series, and they just feel that, you know, if there is many they just feel that this is a good idea to have, a return would be fantastic and having more shows and movies centered around female characters is definitely something in the interest of Disney, and they hope that she returns. And did you guys watch the last season of Jessica Jones? I didn't watch the second season, no. Do you guys mind if I... No, go ahead. Go, go, go. I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. I did mention it's it when it while, came yeah. out. It's been a few years. Uh, but what I really loved, what ended up happening, Trish, from the first time we saw her in season one, her best friend that she grew up with, it was like a sister to her. Oh, yeah. She wanted to be the superhero, and she always, like, she had this, the limelight. She was a TV star or whatever, mm-hmm. and she was a radio DJ at some point. So she was a famous person, but she wanted to be a hero. She wanted that feeling. She wanted that love and adora- um, yep. adoration mm-hmm. and everything. She wanted it so bad that she did all these things to get superpowers and then became the bad guy herself. And she thought she was doing the right thing. And at the very, very last episode, she's like, when they're listing off all the awful things she did, she's like, oh, I really am the bad guy. And I love the fact that (laughs) they were able to explore that. Like, not all bad guys are doing things because they want to turn the waters of blind into jello, you know? Yeah, yeah. they, They actually, some people think they're doing the right thing. And we've seen this with characters like Killmonger. Like, mm-hmm. I love that they explore this. Like, you could be, you could try to be the best in the world, be so good, and still be so wrong. And especially, like, seeing a female, like, it, it, I feel like sometimes, they like, when they try to be like, let's do more female shows and stuff, let's have more girl power, they think, like, they make these characters that can do no wrong, mm-hmm. or all the things they do are actually, like, maybe they make a wrong move, but it's all good at the end. And I love that they took Trish, and it's like, no, there's a toxic side to that too. Yeah. So yeah. Jessica Jones definitely needs to with be Kristen back. Ritter. Yeah. Kristen Ritter, yeah. no one else. Uh, on that same line, again in the same universe, would be John Bernthal's The Punisher. And, like, and actually, he was recently asked in an interview, "Do you think it would be a good idea to bring your Punisher back?" And then he didn't say anything because he's like, "I can't give anything away." Then everyone's like, "Nope, that totally gave it away." No, I don't. No, know. it was basically <laughs> like, "Do you would you want your Punisher to come back?" And he gave a very long response. And basically, he said that there is a lot of darkness in this character, and it was a very hard thing for him to do because he had to deal with a lot of darkness. So not only did he resonate with the character, he understood him. Um, that being said, he would love to come back, but he will only do it if it's the right way. Mm-hmm. Like just much like uh, Thomas Jane's Punisher, he didn't come back to the second one because the script was garbage. He's like, I'm not doing this; it's bad. Like I want to come back, but garbage. 
Uh, Same thing. Yeah, exactly. In a different uh, in a different universe, and one that I don't know. It's always they're all going back and forth on whether or not this one's canon. Modok. No. no, Which (laughs) actually he's still around. I've heard I've heard rumors he might be in uh, Quantum Mania. Yeah, I hear that too. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's probably another Mephisto. I really hope he's like that. That what is a stop motion vibe that was on the Hulu show? Oh gosh, yeah, that one's such a weird show. Uh, No, this was from Agents of Shield, and it would be Mockingbird and Lance. Uh, Mockingbird was played by Adrian Palicki, uh, Palecki, and then also Lance was played by Nick Blood. And they're just saying that those ones should come back. I don't really remember them that much um, in terms of the show, so I'm not 100% sure. The thing with uh, Adrian Palecki, she's a badass. Doesn't matter what she's in. Like, she even did a pilot episode of a Wonder Woman show that the costume looked god awful. And she did not make a good Wonder Woman, but she is that person. She is really good. She's like another Charlize Theron. She could be a badass, like, (laughs) B-word in anything she does. And I really love her in, uh, oh, my God, the Orville. We are going to get one more season of that. She's also, she's like the first officer, I believe, uh, to Seth MacFarlane's character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good at it, too. She's phenomenal. So it's pretty awesome, but it's like, I feel like, hmm, do we need it? Not really. Right. This was another one that I felt that we don't necessarily need um, in this sort of term. And they're saying Red Hulk, which, if you don't know, apparently um, uh, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross became the Red Hulk in the comic books. Mm -hmm. But I feel that he's going to be having his own role that I don't necessarily think will turn him into the Hulk because it looked like with Zemo and some of those other baddies that we saw that they would be coming the, the, uh, especially with um, U.S. Agent, becoming the next line of Thunderbolts, which are the, mm. the the group who are maybe supposedly the new Avengers, but you know don't really do it the right way in terms of how the Avengers did it, which by 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 and large wasn't the right way either way. They crashed a whole freaking uh, city, so it'll be interesting to see whether or not that's in, in uh, a way that they go about with it. But something they can say, oh, we want the Red Hulk. I'm like, well, I'm sure we're gonna get uh, Thunderbolt Ross in this as well. I don't think we need to worry about this. The last one that they had on this was the Inhumans. Now, they're saying not the show the Inhumans. They wanted to focus less on like the enormous cast uh like cast of characters and kind of maybe pare it down to maybe like Black Bolt and Medusa and maybe like one or two Would other they ones. They want the same cast? No. And this even says that Vin Diesel remains interested in playing Black Bolt in the future. And they're just saying with star power like that, it could be a positive omen for a better commercial reception than the uh, the, the TV show that barely lasted yeah. a season. And I didn't watch any of it is because I saw Medusa's hair CGI and I laughed and I'm like, I'm not watching this. Nope. And uh, yeah, so that's another one they would want to bring back. I feel that with the multiverse, I think they probably just kind of passed on doing the Inhumans at this point in time. So mm. I don't know. Like we already have the Eternals. Like I, I feel like we got not not humans. We got another like thing in Shield. I forget what they're called. Yeah, and it really depends on what they feel, what they want to pick and choose out of all these different things. I feel that they can pick. Like you know, one thing that they didn't notice on all of these, which I'm happy about, they didn't mention Iron Fist at all. So I don't feel that we're going to be getting that. <laughs> I yeah. know a lot of people are like, yeah. is he going to show up in Shang Chi and everything? Or it's I, like, I don't know, they're... dude. The dude didn't even practice his fight scenes. God, they were awful, and they were horrible. Like. Like, I, I saw that and I realized, and I'm like, oh, yeah, why should I put any effort into this? The actor's not putting any effort into the it. The only way I would be okay with having him show up again 
like the character and everything. I really liked uh, the defenders, but he felt like he was the like kid brother. And it's like, okay, you need to sit down. We need to babysit you because you are <laughs> you are shenanigans and shenanigans. you are causing more trouble than you're worth. You and are I love, the worst. I love just having him put in a little corner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that being said, like Luke Cage, like it's funny because the first season of Luke Cage between the music and how they filmed and everything and the story was really, really awesome. But mm-hmm. I feel, feel like I cared more about Cottonmouth, which was Mahershala Ali. Yeah, I know. I cared more about their stories than I did Luke Cage. And I don't know if I just wasn't really attracted is not the right word. Like, I mean, like drawn to this character, yeah, not yeah, like yeah. physically attracted, mm-hmm. uh, not drawn to Luke Cage. And I don't know if it's just because of the acting wasn't that great. Like, I don't know if I think it's Michael Coltier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if he did it justice or if there could have been somebody else who could have been better or if somebody, like, I don't know. There's something off, especially with the way the second season ended. Do mm-hmm. you guys remember what happened? No. <laughs> like, I'm, like, the only one who watched it. Basically, at the very end, he finally gets um, Miranda, the cottonmouth oh, yeah, sister. yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets her thrown in jail and uh, something happens and she's just... Oh. And, but she decides that she wants him in charge. So then he becomes like he becomes in charge of the underground. So he becomes a bad guy. It was so weird. Well, just because he's a bad guy doesn't mean he's a bad guy, right? But then there's even <laughs> that conversation with like Misty, you know the yeah the, yeah Misty the detective Knight, yeah. Misty Nine. She's like, so you know, is this really what's going to be like? Because there's a difference between I I used to read Daredevil a lot, the comics when I was in high school, and there was a point where Daredevil's like, screw it, the only way we can take care of our cities is to run it. So he becomes the kingpin of Hell's Kitchen. Oh, that's and so <laughs> and I remember this specifically because he tells everyone else, he's like, you need to run your 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 neighborhood. You need to run your crap. Be like me. And that was kind of... Be like me. That was the vibe I got from that second season of uh, Luke Cage. And it was just it just felt weird. And I think they could recast him and I wouldn't hate it. I, right. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they didn't, if they, if he were to come back, I mean. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I just want more Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Yep, exactly. Let us know anybody that you would love to hear come back. But right now, it is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky. What do you got? Guess what time it is. Um, That was... Friday, if you're talking about movies. No, well, technically, yes, but no. What? It, what are you I doing? am talking about movies, but not movies that are coming out this weekend or week. Oh, okay. Then, then what are you doing? Tis the season for holiday movies. Uh, oh. No. Okay. Okay, and I'm not, okay, I'm not partial to like the Hallmark Channel movies. I, That's no, not my jam. My favorite, nope. literally, my favorite no hate, thing is to see the, 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 the pictures of all of the Hallmark Just. movies of the covers of like, I guess they're, they're not, all the same. They're literally all the same. One person, other person. Like red and green background, some holiday stuff, and then the name of it, and it's literally it's just like cookie cutter copy paste on all of them. Side note: If you guys are on TikTok, you need to follow a uh, creator named Katie Osaurus. Oh yeah, she does a lot of ADHD content about like how it affects your life, personal being, and everything. She is like a licensed like not sex therapist, but like. In- you know, she talks a lot about how these things correlate. And one of the fun things she's doing each day in December, she's coming out with a new, very weird Hallmark movie that she is making up herself. Oh, okay. So she's making them up herself. Yes. And like, they're they're really silly. She's like, well, I'm going to keep doing these until one of them gets made. They're very <laughs> cheesy, but they're, they're very nerdy or dorky or very, they're really awesome. So go check out her series because some of these are just ridiculous and I'm here for it. Nice. Um, but there are plenty of movies that I feel like are a lot of people's staples. 
But you you sit there and you're like, where can I see this movie? My, we had this problem the other day. We're trying to figure out we want to watch a holiday movie with my family, with my little brother. We want to get him in the spirit. Get him to like we want him to figure out who Santa is, right? So what movie do we put on? We're looking and every time we find one, oh, it's available to rent, available to buy. We don't know where to watch these mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. But a very awesome person on Facebook, and I've shared this on our Facebook page. Perfect. Came out with lists, like Netflix, all the movies they have for the holidays. Like oh. Prime, all the movies they have. Like they've come out with every single one of them, and it is perfect. So Netflix, we all have Netflix. Yes. Yes. I think I think that's the one thing that I, I would imagine almost everybody has, unless you've decided to cut that out because you're using a specific one all of the time. I feel like that's the, the safest best to start off mm-hmm. with on this. Uh, and I'm curious to see how many of these we've already seen or have a desire to see or have heard of. Okay. Uh, first one is Christmas Chronicles, and I believe that is the one with Russell Crowe and... No, uh, Kurt Russell Kurt and Goldie Hawn. That's, that's yes. what I meant, yes. And I did watch the Kurt first Russell. one, uh, and it was fun. It is. It, I'm not a huge Christmas movie fan, but... It looks silly. It was. It was okay. silly, it was fun, and I do love Kurt Russell, and I just kind of imagined it was Snake Plissken uh, going Escape from the, <laughs> from the North Pole. And uh, I haven't watched the second one. But the first one, I, the first one was worthwhile. Okay, it looks like fun. The yeah. second one, and it technically it's also the second to last one. They put this on the list twice, and it is one I very much recommend you guys go see, like watch. It is fun. It's called Klaus. That was not like, to be confused with Claus. It's Klaus. Klaus. It is basically Santa's origin story. Like, how did that legend come to be? And it's a lot of word of mouth, like people thinking they're saying Claus instead of Klaus. That's how he got his name. It was actually Klaus, but. They heard it wrong or just, you know, the game of telephone through the years kind of got it wrong. And it's a very sweet story. It hits hard. Uh, it, it's all-star cast. J.K. Simmons plays Klaus. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, phenomenal. To be perfectly honest, when I first heard it and heard you bring it up, I thought maybe it would be a very Umbrella Academy uh, Christmas. You think. <laughs> no, it's about this guy. He He's an entitled, like, rich kid, works for the post. Like, you know, his family has, like, the post office-y thing back in the day. Oh, yeah. And his dad's like, no, you're kind of a brat. And in order to, like, get more money, get to be cool, you have to go to this really far-off, really cold place and you have to deliver this certain amount of letters and then you can come back. Oh. And the thing is, nobody writes, nobody knows how to read in this town because the town is like separated into two factions and they hate each other, like two families. And they all hate each other. They're constantly fighting. They can't even sit down to learn because there is this battle. They can't sit in the same room together. And so he found like, it's just a lot of different sequence, like events that happen that where one kid really wanted a present, he like, wrote a little note or like drawing of what he wanted and the guy Klaus made him his toy and gave it to him. So this kind of starts the the rumor that if you write a letter to this guy, he will bring you the toy you want. But if you're bad, oh. which the, the delivery guy, uh, his name is Jesper, played by Jason Schwartzman. He, if the kids he doesn't like that are kind of jerks, he just started throwing coal in like in their gifts instead. And that's kinda, just because he wanted to be a jerk back. Uh And so between that helping out, like with the teacher played by Rashida Jones, like they get the kids interested in school because they want to learn how to write a letter. They want to learn how to read and write so they can write letters to this guy. So it kind of brings the town together, makes it like, but of course the town, like the elder families on each end aren't really liking this. Like we have always been at war, so we're going to come together and make a truce so we can continue to be at war with each other. (laughs) Shenanigans. But it is a very sweet, like, the animation is really well done. I feel like all kids of all ages would really dig this. Uh, Another one that I've really wanted to see, 
It's called Jingle Jangle. <laughs> it sounds really silly. Jingle jangle, dingle dangle. Jingle jangle. It's it's a very I love it because it, it's a a very inclusive cast. Like okay. a, it's a very you know you got a lot of awesome people of color. We got Forrest Whitaker, Keegan Key. Uh, it it just looks all kinds of shenanigansy. Like makes me think of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but make it Christmas with an awesome cast. Like the. You have like a toy maker that's trying to create more toys and new ones, but he doesn't really have anything left. And Keegan's character keeps like stealing his ideas. It's just all kinds of fun. Like it feels like it's going to be like a heartwarming one. Yeah. I'm digging it. Uh, Elf pets. I'm probably going to say no. Elf pets? (laughs) No. This is literally elf on the shelf. So if you know that little character, it is Uh, based off that world. Yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to say no. Yeah. Uh, There's one called Christmas Break-In. I'm alone. That's what I thought. Is oh, this home I thought alone? Like, maybe like break dancing or something, like, <laughs> like Christmas break dancing. I'm like, okay, okay, let's let's see how this works. I mean, you would think it would just be Home Alone. It kind of has that vibe. It's got Danny Glover in it, uh, Denise Richards, probably huh. like another Hallmarky vibe. Uh, lost my movies. There you are. Uh, we got 48 Christmas wishes, a Cinderella story, Christmas wish, a boy called Christmas, Happy Holidays from Madagascar. I'm guessing this is uh, along the the Madagascar animated series. Mm-hmm. Same with the Trolls Holiday, Unaccompanied Minors. Unaccom- like I feel like I've heard of that one before. Have you guys? I don't think so. I feel like that one wasn't just like a made-for-TV holiday movie. Oh yeah, this one came out a while ago, 2006. That's why it sounds familiar. It's like a bunch of kids just kind of running loose. Six kids stuck in an airport without supervision. Someone please call security. <laughs> like I, during the holidays, yes. Yeah, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> Fair enough. White Christmas, the holiday, which is, uh, I really like. Uh, there's some some romantic comedies that I really like. That one has Kate uh, Blanchett, uh, Dude Law, Cameron Diaz, and Jack Black in it. Oh, wow. Super sweet. Like one girl finds out she's uh, she got cheated on and dumped. And lives in L.A., super rich lady, ends up switching homes for the holiday with uh, Kate Winslet's character, who just found out her boss is engaged, who has always kind of let her on. So they want to be away for it, and then they all both found love. But it's funny to see the culture shock of them switching places. (laughs) The Pee-wee's big holiday, Angela's Christmas, Klaus again, and let it snow. Nice. Prime is where you're going to get It's a Wonderful Life. Have you guys ever actually seen that? Um, Nope. I don't think I've actually watched it all the way through. Like, I know I've seen parts of it. Maybe I've seen the whole movie in different segments. But I don't think I've sat down as a thing being like, I'm going to watch this all the way through. So that this is one of those movies that's in the public domain. So I've seen it spoofed so many times. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you've pretty much seen it. Do you want to know a fun fact about uh, the It's a Wonderful Life? Hmm. So it was, when that movie came out, it was utter garbage. Nobody liked it. Oh. So when it became public domain, a lot of like the smaller TV stations at the time, they're like, well. It's a it's, Christmas movie. It's, it's free. free. <laughs> so they put it on. So it was one of those things they'd run all the time because it's free. And because it was always on, it kind of became a staple in a lot of people's lives. So that's why it's as popular as it is today. One of the uh, one of the other little bits of trivia I know is that the uh, two police officers in it are named Bert and Ernie. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And yes, exactly. Sesame Street did take it from that. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. it's not the other way around. No, 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 because uh, It's a Wonderful Life was like the 30s. Oh, and Sesame oh, Street yes. was not the 30s. No. I mean, no. they're both <laughs> pretty old. old. Yeah, it was old, but it's not that old. Another one that's really big. I've never actually seen it all the way through, Elf. 
I know it's yeah, I blasphemy don't, for yeah. me, I guess. No, people, you know some what? people get mad at me when I say that. I'm like, I don't care about Elf. Yeah, I don't care about Elf. Like, I, I don't like Christmas movies, and Will Ferrell as a main leading character, unless it's Anchorman, I'm pretty much okay with not watching it. It's, he's hit or miss for me. I will say all comedic actors have a timeline for a person. Like you have to hit them right in the, like their 16s or their 50s. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you watch yeah. it now, obviously you're probably going to hate it because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not hitting that spot. Mm-hmm. Right. I watched Elf when it hit that spot and I'm like, I love you, Will that's, Ferrell. That's right. your Christmas yeah, movie then yeah. at that point. I get that. Yeah, yeah. totally. That but, makes you know, a lot of sense. Objectively, I'm like, this movie's crap. But, I mean, <laughs> but you're okay with it. Yeah, yeah, it's your crap. I feel like every kid had that one movie movie they were obsessed with like holiday movie for us like it was home alone for you was it elf you would say yeah elf and bad santa were the two bad santa yeah because that's just a whole other beast i was not expecting something like that and then for me it would be uh it would be gremlins okay because it was it definitely a christmas movie i mean gizmo is given as a christmas gift and it's all based around it so that that one was mine really uh my little brother's who is now three years old, mm-hmm. his is the Polar Express. And that is also oh, on Prime and on HBO Max see, is where we watch it. That was so far out of my thing because of the CG on that thing. It just, it, it looks weird to me. It's their mouths. It's like their teeth. There's something about the shadowy thing. Yeah. But my little, we tried watching Frosty with him. He had no interest. And we're like, well, Polar Express trains. He loves anything that's a vehicle. Yeah. Trains, planes, automobiles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he loves it. So he watched it and he like would not move. Like Wh- to get a three-year-old to sit still and watch something. Wow. Like, without the tabby. So are you tablet. just, yeah, are you just going to be playing that like. Uh, I've already on- seen it three times. Okay. Lo- okay less yeah. than a week. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, as far as movies go, it's not a bad movie to have to rewatch. All it's, right, it's just, especially if you have it on the background, it's fun. Tom Hanks's voice is—it's soothing. All right. Um, <laughs> so definitely recommend watching that with little ones. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, also on Prime. Solid. Die Hard. Prime. Yes, yes, and it is a Christmas movie. Deal with it. It also deals with the themes of Christmas set during uh, the Christmas times. It is an absolute Christmas movie. Don't listen to Bruce Willis. I just saw I saw a shirt actually on my Facebook timeline or a hoodie or something that said something like it's not Christmas until uh what's his face? Uh Gruber falls off. Yeah, Hans the... Gruber drops off in Nakatomi Plaza. Right. No. <laughs> uh, another one is the Grinch. I don't know if they're talking about the OG, the one with Jim Carrey, or the new one with the, Benedict Cumberbatch. The OG. There's three Grinches. Please remember the animated one That's from the best way one. back That's in the I day. That's what I mean. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. I meant... The OG Comma, Jim Carrey, comma. comma. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. I thought you were calling the no, 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 uh, Jim no. Carrey one OG, and I'm like, no, listen no, no. Here, I know. Man. I remember the OG animated right. one. You calm down, old man. All right, then. Christmas with the Cranks, which I believe is the Tim Allen and uh, what's her face? She was in Halloween. They did a uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. That one. Oh, interesting. Tim I, Allen has a bunch of Christmas ones. Oh, I believe it was Tim Allen, yes. Wow. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, which also is going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah, that assume. makes sense. Yeah, Home Alone: A Christmas Story, which another movie I've never actually seen. I've really? seen bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, having like '80s nostalgia, like because it's being told from the '80s, but being even previous to the '60s, mm-hmm. like it was a staple in the yes. house. And I mean, there's like I think like even like TBS on Christmas Day or one of those plays it 24 hours mm-hmm. a day. Like if you want to, I know it's not going to be streaming and maybe TBS doesn't do that anymore. But back in the day, right. they used to do all that. Home Alone has the weirdest vibe for me because part of me is like this is a great movie. I should watch it. And then the second it comes on I'm like why am I watching this? It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like oh, it's the it. weirdest thing to me. How do you feel about the second one though? 
same thing. It's just like this vibe of like, there's the inner child in me that loves it, but now the adult in me is like, these stories are awful. <laughs> Do now here's another thing that I've realized with Home Alone as well. Um, and I don't know if it's ever been debunked or if, if it's actually been confirmed on that, but I feel that it is a live action cartoon. And then I would say at this point in time, you've watched it a bunch. Maybe you don't really care so much about the lines. Go and have it on mute, but play like Looney Tunes music under oh. it instead of like listening to the dialogue and see how it works for you. Because I kind of feel uh, this is an experiment I'm going to do during this break, and I'll let you guys know whether or not it works. But uh, it totally feels like an old cartoon. Somebody also said they have a fan theory that uh, this is actually Saw's origin story. <laughs> Jigsaw's origin story is that he was actually Kevin McAllister. That's what I think it is for me. It's like I think about it. I'm like, well, when I was a kid, I enjoyed it because I wanted to be the kid doing all these things. But as an adult, I'm watching this child that could be mine almost get robbed by two guys. And then also nearly <laughs> yeah. murder people in yeah. house defense while you're stuck in France. While he's or... almost murdered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's terrifying as an adult. Quick rundown. Uh, Christmas Story, Mickey's Christmas Carol, The Santa Claus, yeah. Jack Frost, A Bad Mom's Christmas, Ernest Saves Christmas, Peppa Christmas, if you like Peppa Pig. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. A Christmas Carol, Home Alone 2, Deck the Halls, Arthur's Christmas. There is a crap ton more. Like I said, it is on our Facebook page. Like anywhere between Babes in Toyland to Fred Claus. Fred Claus with Vince Vaughn. Yeah. (laughs) Home Alone 3, The Santa Claus 2, Santa Claus 3. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of the multiple ones are the ones that they made a lot of money on. So, yeah. They also have uh, a list for Disney Plus and the Hallmark Channel's like countdown holiday list. Yeah. Good luck on those Lifetime slash Hallmark ones to find the ones that are uh, quality. That list will have at least a couple that you might be okay with. And if you just want something Christmassy without actually watching anything, Netflix always has the Yule log burning. Oh, yeah. And just have that in the background if you don't have a fireplace. Heck yeah. Like me. (laughs) Until next time, guys, stay nerdy.